This podcast is now brought to you by Anchor. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. So let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. And it's everything you need to make a podcast great in one place. All you have to do is download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Welcome to the Breaking the Barrier podcast. This is episode 68. This podcast is sponsored by Generation UCAN, the smarter energy nutrition that's powered by Superstarch, a slow-release complex carbohydrate that uniquely delivers steady, long-lasting energy to keep you fueled and feeling good. Visit generationucan.com.au and use the coupon code BREAKINGTHEBARRIER for 15% off your first order. That's generationucan.com.au and use the coupon code BREAKINGTHEBARRIER. Breaking the Barrier is also sponsored by Audible, the internet's largest resource for ebooks, with over 180,000 titles to choose from for your Kindle, iPhone, smartphone, or MP3 player. Audible is offering the listeners of the Breaking the Barrier podcast a free trial and a free ebook. All you have to do is visit audibletrial.com forward slash breaking the barrier to claim your free trial and ebook. That's audibletrial.com forward slash breaking the barrier. Welcome to Breaking the Barrier. I'm Andrew. And I'm Zach. And I'm told reliably that this is episode 68 of yes. Breaking the Barrier. Good job. We made it. Apparently math goes one by one. It does. So if I just add one to the previous episode number, I'm going to be on track. That's right. Well, as runners, we should be really good at math. Yes. I mean, you know, numbers that go up to like 100. <clears throat> 160, maybe. Yeah, we'll figure it out. That was a weird throat clearing thing. It sounded like Chewbacca for a second. It's nice. That makes me ham. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, I'll give it to you because you got the number right. Thank you. So welcome, everybody. We're back. Um, hopefully the audio quality will be a little bit better this time. We've checked the microphone and it's all plugged in. Indeed. So you'll hear our dulcet tones in full effect. Sorry about that last week, but you know, you heard what you needed to hear. So you're welcome. Yes. Good job. So uh, first thing we're going to do is jump into a couple of shout outs. Then we're going to give a little bit of an update on what we've been up to. And then it's been actually a really interesting week uh, online and on the socials and in the news in the running world. So we're going to break down a couple of those things and share a bit of information. Hopefully you'll get something out of it and then offer some insights on what we think about it as well. Rock on. So the first shout out we want to give is to the crew that's training for the Oxfam. Uh, that we know from Wyndham Vale Park Run and Winfit, and that's Daryl, Anthula, Simon, and Omar, who today got out and did another trial leg of one of the Oxfam course bits. Uh, fantastic run. Daryl took this and managed to get over 100 kilometers for the week for the first time ever. Congratulations, Daryl. That's awesome. That's a massive anniversary to hit. And Thula went over 100 Ks for the fourth time in a row in terms of her weekly mileage. She's just been a machine in January. I looked at her Strava. She's just about at 500 K for the year. Yep. And it's been a perfect buildup. She's done that classic thing we say of add a little bit on each week. Don't just start doing it. It's just perfectly the way that she's built up her training uh and simon and omar really starting to get behind it as well although we did just listen to a video from omar and there was some pretty heavy breathing there mate so might need to work on that a little bit ouch no but you know what really well done for getting out there really well done for getting out there that's a i can't imagine how brutal that was yep yeah it was wet and cold and they've done really really well not fun So I have a shout out from Sean. So Sean had this to say in the Breaking the Barrier community group. Hey everyone, I just wanted to check in. I've got a new PB and a PR on the bike at the gym. And I'm also down to my next goal on the weight scale. That's awesome, Sean. I know that you've been struggling or have struggled with your weight in the the previous years. And I love that you're getting going on, on moving toward your goals. And I love your hashtags. Hashtag 2020 breaking the barrier. Hashtag personal best. Hashtag personal record. That's awesome. And I love to see PB on strength and cardio as well. Yeah. So that cross training is going to really help you, mate. Totally. Keep strong and keep uh, avoiding injury. Absolutely. So good job with that. Absolutely. Well done, man. Another shout out we want to give is to Peter. So this morning, Peter got out and did a 26 kilometer run, which as he himself says is amazing considering just last year he was trying to build up to finish a half marathon. This year he's going out and he's doing 26 kilometer runs as a training run. So with a forced 10 days off, I wasn't able to achieve most of my running goals. However, 
I am positive that with hard work, dedication, and perseverance, I will come back even stronger in August and ready to tackle my marathon in October. Absolutely, Jennifer. I think we all have those months, weeks, days, sometimes years, where we're just we're just off. And for you to be that positive that you're going to come back even stronger than before, that's 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 a great first step. And I have no doubt that you will. I saw that you put up a an awesome trail run the other day, and I I, I can't wait to see where you go with it. And as always, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing how you go with your marathon. So. Great job, Jennifer, and I hope that this month is already starting to feel a little bit better than all the injury and the sickness from last month. And this final note comes from Richard. Richard said, Thanks, Andrew, for your podcast. I listen to it every week. Sometimes I listen to it on my long runs. It really gives me the motivation to keep going with what I'm trying to achieve. The biggest thing that I've learned from your podcast to date is to be easy on myself. You constantly talk about failure, and how it's not such a bad thing, and how we shouldn't beat ourselves up over it. So thanks for that, because I know that moving forward, any time I fail, it will be a learning experience. Not that I'll try to fail, but I know that it's not the worst thing in the world. Thanks, Richard. That that means a lot to me. I always love hearing what people are learning from the podcast and what they're taking away on their own personal journey, so thank you very much for sending me that note. And... I hope that I can continue to keep you company on your long runs and during your day and that you continuously move through life without fearing failure. And of course, on the flip side, I hope that you move through life learning and being successful at whatever it is that you're trying to achieve. So congratulations to all of those members of the Breaking the Barrier community who are going above and beyond. And remember, if you'd like to join that community, all you have to do is go to the website, BreakingTheBarrierPodcast.com, and check out a link to request to join the Facebook community group, or send me a message on Facebook, or send me an email at Andrew at BreakingTheBarrierRunning.com. Remember, Breaking the Barrier Running has two R's, the R at the end of the barrier and R at the beginning of running. All right, so update time. Before I get into the update, though, I, I do want to say, remember last year how I... I sort of called myself out on that word that I always used over and over and over and over again, which was the word amazing. I'm finding that this year I'm doing the same thing with the word interesting. It's very, <laughs> it's very interesting that that's happening. I don't know why. It's just, I, I, I listen back when I'm editing and I'm like, wow, I've said in- interesting like 35 times in this episode. And as with, as with the word amazing, it's, it is, I, I do mean it every time I say it. But I think for some reason, I just have that safety net of a word that I'm just, I I know that fits. And so it just comes out all the time. I don't know. Is that just me or do other people do that? Anyway, so I guess my word of the year is interesting. There you go. So, okay, a bit of an update. So this week went relatively well, you know, I, as as after last week that that 16 kilometer run that I went for last week, you know, I was I was on a high and this week I followed it up with just as strong a week. Now, this past Sunday I I did take my long run, but I had to do it in stages unfortunately because it was okay. So I had rehearsal on Sunday. It was a it was a nine to five rehearsal. So basically, what that meant for me was that I had to get up at four thirty and be out for my run by around five o'clock. And reason being is because that would have taken me to about six thirty after a ninety minute run. Then just that gives me enough time to relax, unwind, have a bit of breakfast before I have to before I have to swoosh off to rehearsal. So I went out, I, I, I did get up at 4.30, but I, I went out a little bit late, so I didn't go out until 5.30 to run, because I got stuck on an episode of Star Trek. So that's that's kind of happening for me in the past few weeks, is that I'm, I'm just like binging old Star Trek episodes. It's weird. But anyway, so that happened. So I went out at 5.30, and I, I only ran outside for about a half hour. And then I felt like I really wanted a good sweat. So then I came back to my house and I went on my treadmill because I knew that, you know, as opposed to five degree weather outside, I was going to get a much better sweat on my treadmill. I like to I, I like to get a good sweat before before a long rehearsal so that I feel just I don't know. I, I don't know what I feel, but I just feel good after I sweat. Right. And so I came back and I did another 
30 minutes or so on the treadmill. So I, I basically did an hour run in the morning. And then I did the final 30 minutes later that night. So I got my 90 minutes in. No pain. That was great. But, you know, it, it's an, it's an, well, here it is again. It's an interesting lesson to learn that, you know, sometimes you've got to change things up a bit and it doesn't always go according to plan and that's okay. You know, best case scenario, I did that 90 minutes all in one shot, but, you know, I left a little bit late, so I only, I only had enough time to do the hour because I didn't want to sacrifice my time to relax and just have a bit of me time. And that's actually really relevant for the episode today which you'll, you of course, hear about a little bit later. So, you know, I did my hour, I did my half hour, you know, later on that night, and I still feel good, you know, everything's feeling great. I went to Park Run this week, you know, that was great. It's just really good getting back to it. I, I went to my first track session in a really long time with WinFit, and that was great. I didn't do the speed workout because I'm not quite there yet. Uh, we're still playing it safe, my, you know, my... MTA, Marathon Training Academy, running coach. We're still playing it relatively safe, so we haven't put the speed workouts in. But it was great to just socialize and run on the track and just talk to everybody. And, you know, I'm, I'm feeling really I'm feeling really good. I'm feeling really positive. So still eyeing the Melbourne Marathon in October. All right, so that's, that's the major update this week. It's short update, short and sweet, but, you know, sometimes all it needs to be is short and sweet. So we're going to move into today's episode. So as you know, I, I've I've interviewed people before that I work with on 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 projects, and this time I really wanted to interview Kara. You know, obviously because I'm I'm working with her and I can see what her work ethic is like, and it's always interesting to me to interview artists because sometimes their life is very different from the norm, right? So there's there's things that can be theoretically all over the place. It was actually a really great conversation. It was funny because she had her she had both of her kids with her and as the as the conversation goes you can hear them getting louder and louder because they're just having more and more fun. And there were a few times in there that you know they'd come in and just want mom's attention for a little bit or needed something. And so there's there's multiple takes in this interview. But it was just it just fits so well with what we were talking about because just to watch her juggle conversing with me the kids coming in and, and needing her time and then getting back to her sort of mind space. It was really, it was really cool to watch. So Kara Schaefer, she's a full-time mom, fitness enthusiast, musician, former teacher, and a believer in mindfulness and taking time out to refresh as needed. She also, of course, plays a major role in the production of Grease that I'm in. And that, of course, is the role of Sandy. And during the rehearsal process, I've seen her show up time and again, completely prepared and on point, and that being with half the rehearsal time, which you'll understand why a little bit later on in the episode. Today's episode deals with the issues that we all face, specifically time and priorities, while still taking care of yourself. With everything going on in her life, she always comes back to how important it is to make time for oneself. It's a necessary thing. That'll allow you to keep the ability to stay focused and properly take care of those around you and stick to your plan and goals. So here's my interview with Kara Schaefer. I am here with Kara Schaefer, who has agreed to come and talk with me today. So I spoke a little bit about her last week on the podcast. By the way, surprise if you haven't listened to it, Kara. She is somebody who goes above and beyond every day because of everything that's going on in her life. So I thought it would be a great idea to have her come on the show and talk a little bit about how she copes, how she manages day-to-day operations. So Kara, thank you so much for being here Thanks today. Thanks for having me. No, no worries. So we'll start with that age-old question. Elevator pitch. Who is Kara Schaefer today? I suppose my main role these days is a stay-at-home mum. I've got two young kids that are um, nearly five and three and a half. So they keep me pretty busy. I'm sort of looking after them most of the time my husband's Mommy. away. <laughs> <laughs> There's one. <laughs> Mommy. Hello. Take two. Where were we? 
So my kids, kids. demand uh, most of my attention. They, uh, my son goes to kinder, and so that's three days a week. And I sort of, I used to work just casually as a relief teacher. Ah, cool. <laughs> Thank you. No, I didn't, I didn't Coffee help. hasn't kicked in yet. No. But with him going to kinder, he finishes at one o'clock, so I can't work those days. And then the other days we're busy with sport class and dance class and social things. Yeah, so they demand most of my time. Wow. I'm also a singer and I perform professionally with a band and an acoustic uh, duo, just a guitarist and me most of the time. We're about to make the move to the country, so we're currently renovating our house. Mm. And then once that is done and once Greece is done, then off we go. Nice. New chapter. All right. Yeah. So today versus 10 years ago, what were you doing? 10 years ago, so I would have been studying my Masters of Teaching at Melbourne Uni. Mm -hmm. So about to start work full time as a teacher, as a music and drama teacher. Yeah. Art and whatever they kind of gave mm. to me at the time. Some yeah. Liberal arts, we'll say. Yes. I just finished my music degree. Yeah. So it was, um, did a Bachelor of uh, Voice Performance at Monash Uni studying jazz vocals. Yeah. So that was great. And yeah, I think I had a lot more time for myself back then. Mm. I mean, you kind of only have yourself to focus on. So now it's a very different, you know, you kind of do um, sacrifice a lot of yourself when you have kids. So, yeah. but in a good way. In a good way. Yeah, good way. put that little tagline in yeah. that clause. So did you, did you always want to be sort of super mom slash <laughs> singer or, or 10 years ago was that, was, was your vision just what what was your vision for yourself ten years ago for say today? Yeah, I would have I would have said ten years ago that this is where I'd want to be. Nice. And this is where I am. So congratulations. Yeah, That's thank nice. you. Oh wow. Tick. <laughs> hey. But in saying that, I think um, when you do have kids and obviously your priorities change, you know, I always I always wanted to do more, mm. more performing, more gigging. Like it was it was never enough, and obviously going into work full time. And then having that as my priority. I think when I was at uni and I was studying music and I was working with the most incredible musicians and we were performing a lot together. And the people that I gig with now are still those same people. Yeah. But obviously then going into full-time work, I wasn't gigging as much. And then having kids, uh, I think it was only like maybe five years after I got into full-time teaching mm. that I had kids. So yeah, your priorities change. And I think I'm sort of at that, you know, with my oldest being nearly five, I'm sort of at that point where I would really like to do it a little bit more, which is why I got into musical theatre. Yeah, it's yeah. Um, totally a passion project, and that's one thing I wasn't really expecting. Like I knew I would like it, I knew I would have a good time with it, mm. but I wasn't quite prepared. Like it lit a spark in me that I was not expecting, and I think I don't know if it's because it's community theatre and the people like everyone gets involved and everyone yeah chips in and helps each other out and everyone's so lovely yeah and i wasn't quite prepared for the you know the connections that i would make with people and just how much i would love it mm. you know and if i could back like if i could finish a show and back it up with another one straight away i totally would but that wouldn't be fair to those guys out there so yeah yeah fair enough and have you ever myself to one a year <laughs> what's that oh one okay. one a year have you ever thought about doing it at a more professional level? I would love to, but this is only my second show. So doing Grease, yeah, yeah right. only my second have, ever mm. show. I would I would love to, mm. but obviously that's, you know, in a much more full-time... I mean, maybe when the kids are at school. You'd be surprised. Mm. It's, um, I mean, nine to five for two weeks, and then you got a lot of spare time after that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I would love to, but um, I suppose moving out to the country, yeah. that's going to oh, make that... Difficult. We're going to be like three hours out of Melbourne, so yeah. Yeah. Wow. That far. Yeah. Crazy. Country. Cool. Really country. Where's the nearest grocery store to there? Oh, they have a grocery store. Do they it. have things. So like a Piggly Wiggly kind of thing. <laughs> it's like a real old school kind of. Yeah. yeah a general right. store. So, yeah, oh yeah. Yeah. Cool. Milk and bread. That's about it. Old guy sitting out on the rocking chair. Yeah. Outside. That's cool. Love and life. Hey, why not? What speaking of life does a day in the life of Kara look like? Average day. Actually, no. Extreme day. What's an extreme day? Um, Which is probably oh an average day. <laughs> yeah. It's funny because, like, oh, it can feel like Groundhog Day sometimes. Yeah. You know? And that's why, so 
I mean, I normally wake up feeling like I haven't quite had enough sleep. Like I was saying before, you know, the kids are in bed with us. Mm. Um, and we did that just to get more sleep because I was constantly getting up and down for them. And it got to the point where I was like, I, I need I need sleep. But even now I still feel like I'm not getting enough. So I wake up and have a really strong coffee. And we always try to get out in the morning. I feel like if we don't get out during the day, by the afternoon we're all a bit stir crazy. So I yeah. think, um, yeah, always get out in the mornings, whether it's going to the gym or to the library or the park or the social catch-ups or like my son's got kinder and, you know, I've got sport class and ballet class and, you know, and then we get home and have lunch and then we play and do all that sort of stuff. And I always um, make sure we have time for like quiet time, whether it's chuck a movie on for the kids or we'll play Lego or read some books or something. And that's, yeah, a good chance for me to just have a quiet hour. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's important. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Was that always a thing or did you, did you kind of come to a point at, some point in the past where you were just like, nah, this is too much. I need quiet time. Or has it always been something that you prioritize? I think as they get older and this, they play, they play really well. Like they're, they're only 18 months apart in age Mm. and um, they play together really well when they're not trying to eye gouge each other. Um, Fair. Yeah. So they are the best of friends, but they're so loud. Like they can, you know, I've had people say to me a few times, your kids are so loud, but it's, positive noise yeah I'm totally fine with that if yep. they're playing and laughing and they just crack each other up and you know yeah they think that you know every day is hilarious which is amazing you know and if it's positive noise that's fine but sometimes you just need a chill and they need it as well you know they need some quiet time as well so mm-hmm. maybe like over the last year I've mm-hmm. sort of made that a you know a thing every day we're just going to have one hour of quiet time and yeah. whether it's you know if you want to sit down they love lego so we'll just sit down and play some lego and sometimes i'll join them and yeah. sometimes i need to just have a cup of tea and watch them fair enough yeah 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 or like i said just chuck a movie on or nice okay and are there moments when you can't have that quiet time where you just are kind of feeling a little bit overwhelmed and kind of I guess stir crazy is not the right thing, but we'll just stick with overwhelmed. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And how do you how do you get through that when you can't take a moment out of your time to? I used to get uh, quite stressed out, you know, and it's always the days when you're like, I've got to get this done and I've got to do that and I've got to, you know, yeah. you have plans for your day, and that's generally the time where they're like, No, it's not going to happen today, <laughs> mother. And I think I've just sort of learned to roll with the punches a little bit more. Like I, I try not to get stressed out about trying to get things done. You know, if it means my house is a bit of a mess for a day or two, yeah, so be it. Yeah. And I okay. think um, I've just sort of learned to relax a little bit. And if stuff doesn't get done, stuff doesn't get done. Yeah. If it means we have to have the morning at home instead of go out like the next day, then we'll do that. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there are times activity on it's pitch black there's no cars on the road and less than a half hour away there's going to be a lot a lot of a lot of things going on so whatever happens happens and it's down the road heck maybe they podium i mean we've seen huge transformations in fitness obviously and you know uh, yancey i know in the, in the spartan community have, has seen that um, exponentially, you know, people that they're, they're competing against themselves. Next thing they know, maybe they move up to the elite division, but that's not really what it's all about. It's just about being better, you know, being the best version of yourself through fitness. And so the DecaFit event is is really something that features 10 functional fitness zones, uh, which we're calling Deca zones. And, And they're all preceded by a 500 meter run in a really crazy motivating environment. You know, we're, we're trying to make people feel like they're in an arena or, in a, or a stadium. And, and we're creating these epic experiences that, that are, like I said, inspirational. And it keeps you going even after the event because you're going, okay, I have that experience. Now I want to see if I can beat my former self. So um, that's, that's what it's all about. And, and all of the uh, DECA zones, as we're calling them, are anybody can do them. If you can do a squat, 
you can you can do this event. Yeah, right. And so, what are uh, can can you divulge some of the some of the obstacles at the Decafit Arena? Yeah, absolutely. So, ten different zones, and you know, you're going to start off with uh, what we call a ram squat, and ram is is becoming uh, very popular in the Spartan races. And basically, it's a it's a resisted. Uh, it almost looks like a tube. And I don't know if you've seen those, Andrew, because I know you've competed in some Spartans. But um, Ram is becoming a, a significant piece of the Spartan races. So we're going to use those because they're such a functional piece. And and I use them all the time, man. I I love them, and I'm still coaching, you know, boot camps and hit classes and so forth. And we use them all the time. Yeah, right. So. You're, you're going to go in there and you're going to blast through six different sub zones and you're going to do five uh, ram squats in each zone. Then you're going to run your 500 meters. When you run that 500 meters, then you're going to come and do a, um, you're going to get on a rower and you're going to go 500 meters on the rower and then you're, you're running after each event. Yes. And then the, the third one is going to be a box jump over. So, and, and you know, again, it, it's, some people are going to be going really hard for time yep. and competing against other people. But if you have to step up on the box, that's okay too. Um, and you're going to do 20 reps there, do your run. Then we've got a core movement where you're doing a med ball throw. Um, then onto that, it goes to a ski erg and ski ergs are getting more and more popular in, in the fitness industry. So a lot of the, a lot of the gyms have them now. Um, they're a really valuable piece made by concept Two. Um, then you'll do a farmer's carry, um, with kettlebells yep. and then, and then you'll go to the, uh, air assault, a bike, uh, which is out there now. Um, so you're, you're going to be, <laughs> you're going to be doing a lot of different conditioning movements, Yeah, right. but, but you know, you're not going to be doing them for a long period of time. I mean, I would be surprised if you're stuck in a DECA zone for more than five to seven minutes. Okay. Um, then after the air assault uh, bike, you're going to do what we call a dead ball wall over. So you're lifting this dead ball over. Um, you know, I, I think it's a it's about a four and a half to five foot wall. And then um, and then we have uh, for the the ninth event is what we're calling the tank sled push. So it's very similar to a, what you've seen in the gyms with with sleds, but it's just a different. Uh, variety of a sled that we think is pretty cool because it doesn't take up so much space okay. and we're able to you know push a lot of people through that particular zone and then the last one and not least um, you get to end you get to end you deserve to end with a ram burpee so um, you'll be doing uh, 20 burpees on the 10th station and right and on. then uh, somebody's gonna high five you and finish uh, you know fist bump you at the the finish line all right. Well, yeah, I guess you can't do a Spartan without burpees, say. Eh? <laughs> no. <laughs> so but, is, uh, is there any, okay. I mean, with, because um, obviously these are all, they're, they're, it's like they're mini workouts in between each 500 meter run, which is awesome. It's like, I mean, I, this appeals to me because you know, I, I do a lot of these races because I just love a good hard workout. That's why I do Spartan because it's like an adventure workout. I love it. Is there like, it doesn't look like there is a, a failure option on these. So in other words, I, I guess, in, obviously in the Spartan, if you fail an obstacle, it's your 30 burpees. Is that something that will happen at DecaFit or it's just not really an option to fail? You just have to do it until you do it. Yeah, you, you just take your time doing it. Um, we're, we're not, there, there's no penalty okay. um, with, the, with the time and uh, there's not a time limit. So again, if, if we're really going to change the world of fitness, then we have to, we have to create something that's doable. Yeah. And we, and we know that this is still going to attract that elite athlete um, because it, it, it can be really, really tough for them depending on, on the amount of time um, that you want to complete it. Mm. Um, it's just like, you know, if you ran a marathon, you know, a lot of people can finish a marathon. Um, but if you, if you put a, you know, a goal of, of a certain time, you know, it becomes a little bit harder. Um, so I, th I think it's just going to vary per person. And, and like I've said, it's for everybody. It's for, you know, novice uh, fitness enthusiasts to elite fitness athletes, you know, uh, people looking to improve their fitness, you know, build connections with other people and enhance their daily performance. And, and uh, you know, it's going to be something that crosses over with 
athletes, fitness professionals. Um, you know, we're even targeting uh, military, police, fire, uh, the corporate world, OCR racers, CrossFit athletes. I mean, this is, this is going to be something that's genuinely for everybody. Yeah. And will all, will all the obstacles in every DecaFit always be these 10, uh, sorry, zones, each always these 10 zones? Or will it, will it change from event to event? Or is this pretty, are we setting? This, this will be our standard format, you know, especially for year one. Yeah. And so what right now we're planning 10 different events. Uh, 10 events are, you know, mainly in the U.S., but we've got a couple that we're working on outside of the country. Um, but we want to give everybody, um, you know, an expectation on what to train for. Yeah. And so uh, that's why we don't want to switch it up uh, yeah, for right now. Now, we may go back to the drawing board and say, okay, how can we spice this up or, or change this piece up uh, for, the, for the next year? But this is our format going into the, the DecaFit season, so to speak. Yeah. No, that's great. Actually, that's, that's really awesome because it does. It'll, it'll set a really good uh, benchmark for people who want to improve because there's nothing worse than going to a Spartan and being like, all right, this is what I have to improve on. I'm going to improve on and then train the hell out of it. And then you go to the next one and, and, and it's not there. And it's like, oh man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We, we didn't want to do that to people. And, um, and I think that's important, you know, and because on the other side of this, Andrew, we're, we're also building a, a training program for our gym licensees. Yeah. So we're, we're giving them a lot of benefits and, and, and we're trying to create, you know, um, an opportunity for gym owners, club owners, studio owners um, to attract more people in, into their gym. So again, so that we're all impacting the world of fitness together. So we're going to be designing DecaFit workouts. Um, you know, we're hoping to align them with, with the equipment providers that, that we're partnering with. And uh, so they're setting up, they can set up many DECA workouts inside of their facilities. And plus, we're going to be giving them, you know, marketing support. We're going to be giving them, you know, business support, networking opportunities um, so that, you know, when we get gyms that are doing really well at something, they're able to share their best practices with one another. And there's not enough of that in the industry. I've worked with so many, especially single um, independent gym owners that they get into this business because they're so passionate about changing lives and fitness, but then they realize there's this, this business component to it. Yeah. <laughs> and it's hard. It's a hard business because not everybody wants fitness. And so what do you do to, to what, what can you do to thrive versus survive? And, and I think this is going to be an opportunity where we're aligning a lot of these people, these fitness professionals and gym operators together so that they can be stronger within their own businesses. Yeah, yeah, and right away it's a win-win. I mean, because from what I'm seeing um, and what I'm, what I'm hearing in the zones, it's not like I mean, there are there are obstacle course gyms that you need a specific loadout for to work. Like, I mean, it's it's kind of hard to train for a rope climb if you don't have a rope that you can climb. But with with this stuff, it's like this is stuff that gyms already have, so it's like a win-win. It's like why would you not want to get in on this and, and, and open up to a whole new demographic of people that otherwise wouldn't have thought to step foot into your gym? That's awesome. Yeah, I even think it works for some of the franchises that are out there that want to try something different, you know. So uh, even if you went to an Orange Theory, for example, yep. um, I, think, I think you're training for a DecaFit event. Maybe you don't do all those particular movements in an Orange Theory class, uh, the, the way they design them. But I, I bet you can compete at a pretty good level if you show up at these events. Yeah. So I, I think this is for, for anybody and everybody that trains functionally. Awesome. Awesome. And like, how did really, I mean, I kind of want to circle back to uh, the, the beginning. How did it kind of evolve? I mean, what, what, was, what were those conversations like? I mean, from, from ground level to, to now you're going to get your first event launched what 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 was the process there well there there's another group that's out there right now that um they built their own indoor fitness event and you know that's how i got in, introduced to it uh was through yancey he was at that he was at a particular event 
And it, it looked like um, just, you know, for a lack of a better expression, it, it, it looked like a boot camp on steroids. It was just like this yeah, wow. major event and it just looked so cool. And I, I was really impressed. And, and being a guy that's been coaching these types of classes for so many years and, you know, I, I really get into my classes too. You know, I, I, I get, try to get people fired up and I get them roaring like tigers, all kinds of stuff. Right. And so when I saw it, I geeked out on it and learned more about it. But then I, I just feel like the, the version that we've created again is, is it's more diverse. Yeah. Um, but, but I also want to respect what the, what the other guys are doing out there, because I think, what we're doing is we're creating more awareness for fitness. So yeah. what we do on our end is going to feed people to them and what they're doing on their end is going to feed more people to us. And ultimately that's, what's going to impact more, more lives and get them healthier and more fit. So, um, you know, and I think with Joe, you know, Joe, um, saw this and, and said, Hey, you know, I, I want these things to evolve. And, and, you know, even with, with competition, it's inevitable when it comes to business, right? I mean, yeah. you look at Microsoft, Apple, you know, it doesn't matter who it is. And everybody has their own version. Everybody has their own preferences. Um, you know, even with Spartan, there's, there's other groups that are out there doing the same thing. So I think when we saw it, we said, hey, this is a cool idea, but we want this to be you know, operated a specific way because this is the way we've been coaching and, and, you know, involved in, in that process overall with, with so many people, you know, because we're always trying to create things that are doable for people and, and trying to encourage people, motivate them, inspire them. And, and I think this is, this is the ultimate test for people. Um, but that test never stops. You know, right. and, and we've been saying this, that you deserve a test, you know, you, instead of just showing up for a workout, now you get to train with a purpose and get better and, and get your mark and let's improve on that mark every single time. That's it. And that's, that's the way, that's, that's the way to longevity is, is, is always having something to train for because I've, I've seen so many, I think I've mentioned this to you the other day. I've seen so many people who have, and you touched on this in the beginning, have all the best intentions, but once they reach whatever they want to reach, it's like, well, what now? And then they just fall back into all the habits. Whereas if you have something to keep going, keep going, going, sky's the limit. You'll never reach it. Yeah. And, and, and I think, you know, again, I mean, let's, let's go back to, to Spartan as a company, you know, they're, they're known around the world now that I think now they're in over 40 countries, yeah. you know, and, and they're providing racing and competition for all levels of athletes. And there's different brands of Spartan. You know, they've got the trail running ser um, series. Um, they've got ultras. Um, you know, they're, they're all over the U.S., uh, Australia, to Iceland, all over the place. Yeah. And so it just, it just made, it, it really makes sense for them to step into this indoor fitness space and do something like this because that's there's there's even i think there's even greater potential here when we're hitting the fitness market because the fitness market has has just exploded um especially in the last five to ten years so yeah. this is just another way to support that absolutely no that's great and i think <laughs> i think if if there's ever somebody <laughs> who's going to take over the world i think it's going to be joe <laughs> yeah you know again, i think he's already doing it He's a competitive guy. And, and, you know, what I've learned uh, from him in a short time, it's, you know, he's all about being disciplined, but yeah. he really believes you have to have a target, you know, um, in order to, to stay on the right path. And, and I believe that too, you know, I, I, I say that all the time. I, I mean, even as a, you know, when I go and speak to, to groups about leadership, it's like, you, if you're not passionate and purposeful about what you're doing, I mean, it's just not going to be any fun, yeah. you know, but, but if you have a target, you know, I'm a mountain climber. I don't, I don't go climb mountains to go halfway up the mountain. I go to climb it to get to the top, you know, and, and that's, that's where, you know, you may reach a mountain here with our event and then you go, Hey, I want to go climb a bigger mountain. And that means that you're going to go do it faster. And, and you know, maybe it's going to be a little bit easier. So whatever the goal is, you've got to set it. Yeah, absolutely. Totally agree. Totally agree. I love that. 
I, I've just put that in quotations, climb the mountain to get to the top. That's awesome. Um, yeah. I'll use that forever. So with, with the DECA, right? So I, I just wanted to actually, I was, I wanted to clear up. Um, I heard a, a uh, an interview with Joe the other day and I, I just, I, I think he answered a question that he thought was being asked, but I, I don't know that they framed it in the right way. I, I, because basically what he said was that there are three distances, but I think he was just talking about Spartan in general. So just to clear up for everybody, DecaFit right now is just the one, it's one distance 5k. Yeah. It's the one distance right now. Yeah. But you know, I think as, as this thing evolves, we're, we're going to be going towards more of a Spartan format. So you'll have different options. Cool. And, and, you know, right now we're, we're, <laughs> there's, there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of pieces to these competitions, you know, the, the timing piece and, and may, and, you know, the trying to make sure that we can get as many participants through their, through the schedule efficiently. So, you know, when you're, when we're first, doing this you know you want you want to make sure that you keep it simple enough so everybody has a great time but then i think there's going to be a lot of evolution to it and i think that's the cool thing of of spartan doing it the way they have done with with the different distances i think eventually we're going to be able to do the same thing uh with our events yeah. and so um i i think that's going to I, that it, uh, there's going to be a lot of evolution to this and the one cool thing that we're doing for denver is uh, I'm, I'm actually leaving here in just a few days and we're going to go build relationships in the community and, and invite people in because we're actually going to set up a warehouse where we're going to mimic a DECA arena and we're going to invite people in to come in and try it out and we're going to put them through workouts and have them test it and, and give us feedback and R&D this thing. So when we launch on March 21st in Denver, um, it's, this is, this is what it's going to be like. And, and we've worked out through the, through the kinks. So that, I think that gives us a great opportunity to maximize the experience and the, the, you know, the competition and the course itself, uh, all at one time before we, you know, we, we don't want to go do something and go, Oh my gosh, that didn't work. Yeah. Um, we want to work out every single detail of it because that's, that's just the Spartan way. Yeah, that's awesome. So it'll be like just like an exhibition where anybody can come and just do it. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna do it by appointment only and sure. and and invite. Um, but at the same time, I, I think we're not gonna charge for it. Yeah, yeah, I mean everybody's gonna be able to run through it, get a version of it, and and hopefully fire them up enough to to get them to the event. That's awesome. What a great way to promote it, and and what a great learning experience for behind the scenes. Uh, to make sure that everything is, yeah, exactly, working out the kinks. That's awesome. So is now, this is maybe a silly question, but obviously DecaFit, will that be, is it going to be sort of eventually on its own as part of the Spartan organization, or is it going to be Spartan DecaFit? Does that make sense? Yeah, I, I think it's always going to be part of Spartan, um, but it is going to be one of the branches of Spartan. Yeah. I, I I really believe, Andrew, that this is going to take off, man. I, I think we're, um, we're going in the right direction. And, you know, the reason why I say that is because, you know, the, the fitness industry has just exploded. Uh, you know, I was looking at some stats the other day and you know, there's a there's 170 million club, studio, and gym members in the world now, wow. and um, so when you and then and then there's over 200,000 you know health clubs, studios, whatever you know fitness entity is out there. There's 200,000 of them out there servicing people, and so that's that's a major major audience. And so I think once these thing, these things take off. Um, the sky's the limit. And, um, you know, you, you're going to get a brand that's behind something that, you know, is, I, I just think we're going to create some experiences for people that they've never had before. Yeah. Um, when it comes to fitness, I mean, uh, being a guy that's been involved in fitness, we, we know that there's a lot of negative uh, associations with fitness because it's not easy. It's time consuming. There's all these different excuses, right? Sure. Well, I, I think this, this, you know, just beats through the excuses and gives people a reason um, and, a, and a belief in themselves that they can do these things. It's, it's, 
very, um, I, I don't even like to say motivational because we know that motivation can come and go. Yep. But it does, I think what it does is it motivates you to get disciplined. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, I think that's the end game. Uh, and that's, that's really when you boil it down to it, that's why people, you know, fail or quit. It's just, it's, it's nothing else. You can just say it's lack of discipline. It might be lack of discipline for other reasons. Like they want that piece of cake or they're too, they don't want to go for that run in the morning or they don't want to get up 20 minutes earlier before work to do what they need to do, but it's discipline. Uh, so I think, yeah, the more that we can instill that in the people, the better. Yeah. And we know, you know, we, we've got to get inspired to, you know, and, and I want people that to experience a lifestyle of fitness, not just, you know, certain periods of their life. And, you know, a lot of people use age as an excuse. You know, I have a, I have a good friend of mine that, uh, you know, he just climbed three mountains in one day, you know, and he is, he's, he's 65 years old. Wow. And, and he trains in the gym every day. He trains with a purpose. Um, he's, he's on the mountain rescue team, uh, locally in Oregon. Um, he's just one example. And I'm going, if, if that guy can do it, why can't the rest of us do it? You know, like that's the guy I want to be. And, and I want to be able to be that for my grandkids. I want to, you know, I want to find purpose in everything that we do. And I've worked with all levels of fitness for so many years. And I keep telling them, it's like, you know, it's just like Simon Sinek talks about, you know, your why, right? Well, you got to find your why with fitness. And I think if you find your why, then, then you're going to, you're going to experience that lifestyle. Absolutely. And that's the, that is the one constant, no matter who I talk to, you know, that is the constant. I, I, you need to know your why, because if you don't have that, there's nothing. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So now where can people go to learn more about DecaFit? Like what is, uh, what's the website where, where can they go to check it out on Instagram? What's the, what's the go? Yeah, right now we've we've got a landing page because, like I said, we've been moving so fast. So Deca dot fit is is the landing page, and the website is currently getting in development or is in development. In fact, that we're going back and forth on a on a color scheme <laughs> just a half hour before I, I started talking to you. Um, but they go to Deca dot fit. You can also register for for our Denver event on March twenty first. Um, you can also go to our, our social uh, media platforms. So on Instagram, it's DecaDotFit. And on Facebook, it's DecaFit. Um, so those are, those are the, the three opportunities to check out and see what we're all about. Um, we've been getting some great coverage, some great response from the fitness community. Um, so, you know, it's, it's just been really embraced. And I've got, you know, a, a really strong network uh, of fitness um, folks that are out there in the industry. And, and you know, we, we did a promotion for our licensing program, for example, and I already have 200 gyms involved wow. and engaged in DecaFit. So now, now we got to make sure we, get, we deliver and give them all their marketing collateral. Yeah, fair um, enough. But man, it, it's, it's just been overwhelming. So um, I know the fitness world is excited about this and, and we're going to continue to promote that arena. Um, and then we're also going to connect more with what Spartan's already created around the world. Yeah, rock on. That is exciting. I'm really looking forward to seeing how this thing unfolds. I can't wait until it comes to Australia or I move back to the States. Who knows? But I, I can't wait to see how it Hey, I, I, I've got no problem with coming to Australia. <laughs> Do it, man. We've got some awesome Spartan courses already. Now we need the DecaFit. We've got plenty of places yeah. to do it. <laughs> I know, man. I, I, count me in. Rock on. All right, man. Well, look, uh, thank you so much. This has been awesome. So much information. I'm really excited to put this out. And uh, like I said, I can't say it enough. I'm stoked to see where DecaFit goes. And as always, I'm, I'm excited to see where Spartan goes and, you know, what new venture joe wants to do and 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 how we go from there yeah well hey man i, I i've seen you i've been checking you out on the social uh on the instagram i know you've been getting after it so so keep doing what you're doing man because you're you're not just you're you're a role model of of what you talk about and i i think that's awesome no thanks man that that means a lot coming from coming from you that's that's awesome thank you so much yeah well, I hope to see you in the future. I'm, I'm sure I'll talk to you soon about everything that's going on and, and we'll, we'll catch up soon.
Yeah, thank you. Hey, thanks for having me on, Andrew. And uh, I look forward to talking to you in the future. No worries. Rock on. Thank you again so much, Jared, for that boatload of information. I can't wait to get it out. It's very exciting times for the Spartan and the DecaFit. So I hope that you all check out the show notes because, of course, I'll have information in there about the websites you can visit, the social media platforms, not only for DecaFit but for Spartan as well. And I'll also have a link to Jared's website so you can check out a little bit more about him too. So before I wrap up today, I just want to give a quick shout out to my episode sponsors. Of course, Generation You Can, which is the sports nutrition that I use to fuel my hard workouts and long runs. Speaking of Spartan, I definitely utilized Generation You Can for the trifecta weekend in Bright this year, especially with the beasts climbing up that mountain, you know, going all the way up, all the way down, plus the obstacles in between. You need to have steady and long-lasting energy that'll sustain you for the long haul. So for that particular event, I had a half a bar before I took part in the race, and then about a half a bar every hour, hour and a half or so. And that really, really helped fuel me for a hard workout because you're going to be up there for four, five, six hours at a time. You need it. Of course, I also utilize the protein-enriched powder for some of my long runs and post-nutrition, which is a great way to fuel your muscles and to start that recovery, which is so well needed after those workouts. So to get in on that action, you can visit www.generationyoucan.com.au and use the coupon code BREAKINGTHEBARRIER for 15% off your first order. Again, that's generationyoucan.com.au and use the coupon code BREAKINGTHEBARRIER. I also want to give a quick shout out to Audible, of course, the internet's largest resource for ebooks. I'm recommending The Spartan Way by Joe DeSena, of course, today, which is a book that I'm currently reading, which is all about how to live your best life physically and mentally as the Spartans do and did and unleash your warrior within. So visit audibletrial.com forward slash breaking the barrier for your free trial and claim your free ebook. And again, I'm recommending The Spartan Way by Joe DeSena. So look, DecaFit sounds like it's going to be a great and amazing new venture for the Spartan. It's going to be great for all levels and it's going to be a great way to test yourself and to keep yourself going and to set those constant goals to push yourself further and further and further and to become a better version of yourself as time goes by. So I had some really great takeaways from Jared. Of course, not only the information about the DecaFit, but some of the things that we want to put toward our daily lives. You want to have a strong enough reason to keep going and set those constant goals. Figure out what your why is. I've said it so many times on the podcast before. You've got to have a strong why. Compete against yourself. You know, that's what matters. What can you do to improve your personal DECA mark? And climb your personal mountain to get to the top. I loved that. You've got to climb the mountain to get to the top. You're not going to stop halfway. If you're going to do it, do it. Set your target and go for it and don't sell yourself short. Strive to get to the top always. And find that belief within yourself to know that you can do these things and find the discipline to go above and beyond. Be the version of yourself that you want to be. Don't wait for it. Go and grab it. So that's going to conclude today's episode of the Breaking the Barrier podcast, where I hope to inspire you to go above and beyond what you ever thought possible. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll catch you next time. It meant the world. I'll catch you. Well, there you go. I ended up finishing in about five and a half hours, and toward the end of that race, it got painful. I mean, Maria came out and she walked the last few kilometers with me. Thank you so much again, Maria. That's That was just such a huge help. And, you know, I, I guess the thing to take away from that is that it's that old saying, right? It's that old cliche. It's always darkest before the dawn. And I was almost to the finish line and that's when it got really bad. I mean, maybe four or five kilometers out, it, it just got really painful, and I wasn't sure that I was actually going to be able to make it. But, you know, with, with the right help, with the right support, I was able to cross that finish line, and it was very emotional, I will say, for me. Uh, I, 
I I shed a couple of tears, not because I was so happy that I'd finished, but because of the support that I got from everybody. It it will move you like you could not believe when you get support like that. So I couldn't have done it without all of you behind me. Thank you. Thank you so much. And um, that was huge. So there you go. There's the finish line of the Melbourne Marathon. Who knows what's going to come next? Well, thank you so much for listening to my Lessons from a Mostly Walked Marathon episode. Now, before I wrap up, I just want to say that if you are enjoying this podcast, we're about, well, we're 51 episodes in now, I'd really love it if you could subscribe and leave a review on iTunes because the more reviews I get on iTunes, the more available the podcast will be to people because once those reviews come in, then the podcast is much more easily found. So please, if you are listening, if you are enjoying it, leave a review, give me a rating, and let's share this thing with the world. So look, this marathon was not what it was meant to be, but that's okay because it's all part of the journey. And I have to realize that it's not always going to go the way that we want. Breaking the barrier was never just about the time. Remember, it was about the journey and what I could find out about myself. And there's so many things that we can all find out about ourselves. And there are so many things that we can take with us moving forward, things that we need to learn and to appreciate. You know, no matter what's going on, you have to enjoy what's about to unfold. You have to enjoy the journey. You have to pay attention to people who are trying to help you along the way. Sometimes when you are going along that way, all you can do is keep moving and that's okay. Because as long as you keep moving, you're not standing still. And that's the thing that matters. It doesn't matter how slowly you get there as long as you get there. And that support will be there when you need it on that journey. And it's going to flood in when you least expect it. So roll with those punches. Reevaluate your goals when you need to. And find the silver lining in every situation. Because remember, it's always darkest just before the dawn. So that's going to conclude today's episode of the Breaking the Barrier podcast where I hope to inspire you to go above and beyond what you ever thought possible. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll catch you next time. And Isabel Ross out at the Yu Yangs. Yes. So tell us about this week's Adventures of Andrew and Isabel. Okay, so this week's Adventures of Andrew uh, with Andrew and Isabel. It was, it was a lot of fun, uh, aside from the heat. So obviously I'm not a trail runner. And it was just, it was so, it was so, like, poetic, right? The first run that I went on with this Barkley runner was cold, rainy, and shitty. Yeah. And you complained about that. And I complained about that. The second run that I went on with this Barkley runner was hot, humid, and shitty. And I... You will now complain about that. I will now complain about that. (laughs) (laughs) This was a much tougher uh, little course than than we went in the Dandenongs. Because the Dandenongs were... You know, there are short little douchey hills, right? Mm. Douche grade hills. And this, the some of the stuff that we came across, I mean, we had, we had to walk some of it. Uh, you know, we did the 15K, worked out to like a seven something kilometer. Yeah. So, you know, it wasn't fast, but it was hard. You went up the saddleback, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. which is tough. Which is a bitch. Yes. Uh, at the end of it, she was like, do you want to go up to Flinders Peak? It's only another 2K. And I was like, you fucking nuts. Yeah. <laughs> like, what's wrong with your freaking mind? You know that when they do the 100K or the 160 miler out there, they go up Saddleback and up Flinders Peak every lap. That's crazy. So if you do the 160 miler, you do it eight times. Trail runners, you have to seek help. <laughs> so, but it was a lot. You know, it was a lot of fun. We of course, I think we, I think she ended up, uh, uh, sort of amalgamating a couple of different. You didn't follow any of the courses that I suggested. No, you kind of did your own thing. Yeah, yeah. I think it was made up of. Like it was like a Frankenstein's monster of because yeah. your... you went out Great Circle Drive, I believe. You went yeah. up the back hill, and that yeah. is a road. One of the criticisms Isabel threw at me was that I suggested too many. Roads she was for hoping you. for more single track stuff. Yeah, I did think. you do any single track? Stuff? Yeah, we did. You yeah, we did. We did. Uh, and and that was great uh, because do you know what I didn't like about the road? That's where some of it was the steepest. Yes, and oh, the, out the back of Yu Yang's on Great Circle Drive sucked. is steep. I mean, yeah. I mean, there was this one section where I probably I reckon it was the whole maybe. 
almost a full kilometer that we were just walking up this thing and and both of us were just like oh my god when is this gonna end <laughs> you asked for tough yeah and that tough. was that was tough yeah. it was tough so that was just it was really it was really good and i tell you what man i was tired mm. like well the heat were you carrying water i was carrying a hydration pack yeah yep. my my uh my backpack and you know I, I i had two liters of water in it i probably went through about uh 1.5 yeah she she had like these three bottles. I saw I saw the photo slash video. Yeah, and she was like a couple of baby bottles, and that was it. She I don't even think she went through half a liter, but she she says that she doesn't need a lot of water when she. Well, I think she's obviously understands how much she sweats. Yeah, she's exactly. hyper efficient. Getting back yeah. to the start of the episode where we talk about training and that sort yeah. of stuff, she's just a machine. It was she's crazy. just operating at a level of performance yeah. that we are not. No, it was just it was in uh, I, I I didn't record um, this one like I did. I'm actually going to release in a in a probably a few days after this one uh, the actual run that we did in the Dandenongs, right. which is just basically an hour long recording of us running and yes. talking, and you can hear what runners talk about. So if you've ever wanted to think about what other runners talk about to feel bad about your own inane conversations, you'll hear that runners' conversations are the same everywhere. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. Sometimes they are sparks of genius. Other times they are the most mundane, yeah. boring shit you can possibly think pretty of. Pretty much. Like, how is this guy talking about? <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it was it was really it was for me. It's kind of like okay, it, you know, it would be like going on a ghost hunt with Nick Groff. Yeah, you know, going on a on a trail run with Isabel Ross. Really cool. Yeah, really cool. That's awesome. So yeah, we had a great time. And so you're gonna do more stuff with her? Yes. So uh, really, really cool thing. So we've decided so that we want to do a type of running challenge. This is a you've decided. We, together not, yeah not you've begged her to please do no this. <laughs> actually this was her idea she's, oh really this is something that she's always wanted to do oh. and when she heard that i was keen she's like all right let's do it she's found an experiment monkey exactly yes so it's kind of like a jackass style running challenge matter of fact if you want to see something like this you can go to I will tell you in a second. Mountain Outpost, which is a YouTube channel. Ah, oh, the tubes of you. Indeed. Mm. They do similar stuff. So basically what it is, you, I've, I've spoken about the beer mile before. Yes. On the podcast. So a beer mile is basically you, you chug a 12-ounce beer, you go for a 400-meter. It's around a track, 400-meter lap. Beer, 400-meter lap, all the way up to 1,600 meters, getting you to that, yes. that mile. Four beers. Four beers, right. And so See, we can do math. We can do math. Yeah. For, but you know what? We revolve it around running. Any yes. other math. Yeah. can't uh and so we want to we want to do something like that so we'll probably start off with something like a beer mile yep and so you're going to do the beer mile um well yeah we're going to do the beer mile yeah and then we're going to do other stuff so we're going to do other sort of can sort you of eat challenges. a parmigiana at the end of every 400 meters basically well it's we're not going to limit it to just a mile so right. we're gonna we're gonna bring in bigger distances so maybe so for example we track every say mcdonald's over the over the radius of say Eight or ten miles. Yep. Every couple of miles, every few miles, we have to stop at a Macca's, down a thick shake, Ooh. and then and then go. Right. Yeah. There's the uh, maybe a Slurpee challenge where every Seven Eleven, every couple of miles, we down a Slurpee and then go. Yep. Um, Is it only going to rotate around food? No. Well, possibly not. Mm. Possibly not. Uh, so there was actually this one challenge that Mountain Outpost outposted. They did basically this thing where they had drop bags that were left from. A race a few weeks prior. Yep. And so whatever was in the drop bag, they either had to eat, wear, oh, or apply. Okay. So eating food that's been there for three weeks, whether it's an energy gel or sandwich. Sandwich would be awkward. Putting on a piece of clothing that could be crusty and sweaty. Yes. Or applying band aids or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and then do that. So yeah, we're gonna we're gonna work out the kinks of that, and hopefully we're gonna make a like a YouTube kind of channel about it and combine the and how often are you thinking about doing these challenges because some of them will take a bit of time to organize yeah. and prep so yeah i'm not sure i'm mm. not sure um and it's you know it's gonna it's gonna also obviously have to revolve around my shooting schedule because i can't be eating all this junky shit yes if i have a if i have a shoot not that i mean not that the one day of running 10 miles plus downing all this stuff is going to really affect things yeah. other than on the day mm-hmm. yeah and so, so, I mean, so one of the things you could look at is I heard today down at Ballerine, they do like a cider run yeah. where you can do a half marathon and you sort of drink a cider every mm. couple of kilometers. There's like, there's that famous marathon in France, which is like the champagne one where you, every mile over the 16 miles or 26 miles, you drink 
yeah. a glass of champagne. So it could be stuff like that. You could incorporate races like that if they had a bit of a theme. Yeah, yeah, or absolutely. Or you could just, like you said, go to a particular region and yeah. try and go to every BP. That's get a traveler's just get it, get it. Yeah, yeah just go somewhere. Like these guys did a Chipotle, and every Ooh, every one they yeah. had a big burrito, and they had to either have a margarita with it or nachos with it, and it's just. It's really scary because when you watch how they're reacting to this stuff, it's just like, oh, wow, vomit city maybe. So jackass running challenge. Yeah. Can we say jackass? I don't know. I don't yeah. know. If that's, that's definitely copyrighted. Yeah. But we'll, yeah. We'll figure something. We'll else. figure it out. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Breaking ass. So when do you think the first breaking ass? Break, breaking ass. Really? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> okay. Ass barriers. I really don't think that's the demographic we're looking for, Andrew. I'm sure I'm sure it's financially very lucrative for us to start targeting ass barriers or breaking ass. Oh no. But it is going to really possibly distract from the message of Fair running enough. and okay. camaraderie. Yeah, that's a good point. Although we could do breaking the barrier black. And just sort of, you know, go triple X yeah, after you ten. There you go. You know, please make sure no kids are in the car. Wow. Mm. Yikes. So when do you think the first one will come out? I don't know. So um, we're going to get together and, and suss it out probably the next few days, and um, we'll, we'll figure it out that way. So I, I am hoping that we can get it done ASAP, like yep. uh, probably after the Spartan. Hmm. Um, well, she was cracking the whip on you to finish that other episode. Yeah, so I'm sure so. if you've had an idea, she'll be cracking the whip for you yeah. to pull this out. Like yeah. If we can do it somewhere between the Spartan in February to the Spartan in March, that'd be, that'd be ideal. Perfect. Yeah. Excellent. Indeed. Well, watch this space. Does she have a YouTube channel? She has a podcast. Okay. Peak Endurance. So you will you host it? But you're going to need a YouTube channel, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, so we'll probably, we'll probably put our YouTube channels yeah. together or something. But I don't know if she has a YouTube channel. She probably does. Figure that out. Oh, that's, that's details. Yeah, that's one of those yeah. details that we're going to have to That's the sort out. of detail that I used to figure out for you when I was your producer, but then you promoted me to co-host. Indeed. And now there's a vacuum in organization because no one's thinking about this stuff. No. You no, know. I just let you do it. <laughs> <laughs> all right so anything else you want to talk about that's all i've got okay yeah so what we'll probably finish up is just a reminder to everyone that we are still running the generation you can challenge and competition yeah. so episode 68 seven episodes to go into our next listener episode where we want to hear from